Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Court Radio, the place you come for a legal education and some entertainment. Sit back, relax, and if you've got something on your mind, you know you just give us a call at 215-227-2727. Yes. A lovely explosion this morning. <clears throat> Good morning, team. Good morning, Dean. We have Mr. Manny Manuel Glenn. Present. And Eric, the Tactics Jackson. Here. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a special guest we'll get to in a moment, but um, there's some things we need to talk about. First of all, I guess I didn't get the uh, beanie uh, uh, notice It's today. not your thing, though. It's not. It's, it's not. not. No. 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 I, I don't have enough hair to have a beanie um, because it... You know, uh, like the four hairs move. Uh-oh. Uh, baldies. <laughs> you want to know something else? What's that? No, well, it'll I don't. It'll come up later. <laughs> no, it'll come up yeah. later. But no, there's no memo. We, we didn't get your memo. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get that memo. Yeah. I had a piece made for my wrist. Very nice. Yeah. A little My Philly Lawyer bling bling. Ching ching. Any shout uh, out to the, uh, the jeweler? No. Uh, to the jeweler, Zach. 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 All yeah. right, Zach. Good job, Zach. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, Zach. Zach is the man. Um, so, uh, did you guys see the um, the trial in uh, South Carolina? Yeah, man. That lawyer who yeah. uh, offed his uh, kid and his wife. Yeah, murder. Yeah. yeah. Are you buying out? What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I think, well, he was found guilty, so I'd say he's probably guilty. Did you watch any of the? Did you guys watch any of it? Did you I watch did. Buster take the stand? Was Buster the dog? No, Buster's the son, the other son, <laughs> okay. the surviving son, the older son. Uh, no, I did not. I kicked out of law school for plagiarism, among other things. Yeah, well, and then the, the son that died um, was uh, about to face trial for uh, murder for having been drunk while operating a boat and killing one of his friends. The family is just oh mm. my god, the the stories, and now you hear that. The grandfather was killed under mysterious circumstances. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, this guy, first of all, he was going to be found guilty probably no matter what, right? But Well, he, all that financial stuff was coming. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, he had to admit, and he took the stand. I mean, like. Not a good thing. It no. wasn't a good thing because I think that the jury just didn't like him. Didn't he's not a likable guy. He's not a likable guy. They didn't find him credible. He was a, you know, they looked at him as a bad guy. So whether he actually committed the act or not. He wasn't getting out of jail anyway. I exactly. mean, even if he hadn't been convicted of the murders, he was going away for all these uh, financial crimes. He was ripping clients off and friends and family. and. But the, 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 the motive for killing those two just doesn't wash with me. I'm going to kill them. Cash. 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 He had insurance policies on both of them. It wasn't to take away attention from the what he's about to be found guilty of with the financials. It was all about the insurance. He's that slimy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man, look. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 yeah. a little bit 
like over the top. But whole family's hard to like, is my understanding. It, it seems that way, and they've been running the show in that little town, you know, the podunk town in in South Carolina. We know the movie's coming. Yep, no yep. doubt. But he won't profit from it. No man, no. somebody will. But the movie's coming. Yeah, maybe his kid. Hell of a story. Maybe the plagiarizing kid. But well, whatever. It's done. He's gone, and he won't be back again. Nice nah, rap. Yeah, Life. it's a rap. <laughs> Life, life. Does he go to like the the real prison? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't go to any special federal. Now this no. is serious. He go to real he'll, he'll general be, population. He'll he'll be working on legal briefs for a little while now. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have his hands filled. Okay, <laughs> legal briefs. Uh, what a mouthful you just said. <laughs> it's a family show. Y'all. It is a family show. <laughs> All right, well, listen, folks. If you've got a legal issue that you've been sitting on, and I know many people do. Uh, feel free to give us a call at 215-227-2727, where we will answer your legal questions in their entirety. I got to say it, man. This, yes. this hair relaxer thing. Hair relaxer. Let's spoke, speak for just a moment on that. Hair relaxer litigation is underway. We have currently over 100 <laughs> clients. Come on, um, man. It, it seems like every day there's another... Uh, five to ten folks who are who are hearing about it, mm-hmm. realizing that hair relaxer, the use of hair relaxer uh, four or five times a year over a five year period is directly related to an double the increase in uterine and endometrial cancer. And um, and of course, fibroids leading to hysterectomies. If you have suffered with any of that, and you've used hair relaxer, there is a very good likelihood that the hair relaxer that you were using was the cause of your disease. There it is. There it is. The more I talk about this to women I know and, and talk about it on the show, the more folks are going, what? And then they ask about the statute of limitations then. Yeah, you got to understand, although we talk about the statute of limitations a lot on this radio show because that precludes you from bringing a claim if your claim is older than two years in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. However, there is a caveat, okay, that if you did not know that some product could cause a disease, Mm -hmm. if you had no reason to know that, then the disease, the statute of limitations is told. And you could have suffered with cancer 10 years ago or more. But if you were using hair relaxer, that is still a valid claim. It is. And, and now the clock begins to tick because I've explained it to you. So now if you have a case that's an older case, you have two years from when we began talking about the connection between hair relaxer and your disease. So... Now till 2025, 26. Uh, yes, yeah. 25. Right. Let's 20. just say now. Now. Yeah. yeah. The Forget. number to call. Yeah. Oh, because listen, the, 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 the folks that are calling now, their cases are going into suit now. Thank and you. And they will Thank get you. resolved within a relatively short period of time. Mm-hmm. 215-227-2727. If you or a family member, if your wife, if your girlfriend has used hair relaxer and has suffered with either uterine or endometrial cancer or fibroids leading to a hysterectomy, please give us a call now at 215-227-2727.
I have a team of people who are waiting to hear from you. They will get your information. They will send you forms electronically to DocuSign. You'll be signed up in minutes. Folks, folks called on Sunday and got a live voice. Yes. He's not kidding. His office, his staff. I'm hot. I'm, I'm, I'm big on this. As you know, I, I lost someone, and we now know this is, this is why. I lost someone years ago to this. I don't want to see black women suffer any longer. I don't want them not get the compensation they deserve. I, man, listen, I can go on and on about this, having been a hairstylist, um, having done it myself I, and yeah, applied it. I, I you grew know. up in a beauty yeah, shop. you know. So. I mean, both my parents were hairstylists, mm-hmm. and the, the smell of those chemicals, <laughs> I can still smell them yes, you can. now. Yes, you can. So, ladies... You were a teenager. They were selling you these little kits. What were they called again, Tactic? Those little those those uh, little kits specifically geared to teenage girls. Was it Just For Me? Just For Me. Remember Just For yes, Me? If yes. you Remember Just For Me, ladies? Those Just For Me commercials. Remember those ads in Jet Magazine, Essence Magazine, Ebony Magazine from back in the day, The Source, all these magazines. All those years, we were watching Soul Train, you were watching whatever. All those years, going back to the 60s or 70s, even further, we had a woman in her 70s. Call us last week, remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. Call and that number. is still a valid case. Mm-hmm. 80s, all through the 90s, if you did it through college, on campus, does it matter? Just to get that job, if you've done it, ladies, please, please, call um, the number. We're gonna, there, there will be claims brought against all of the big manufacturers, Clairol, Revlon, Maybe, L'Oreal. No, L'Oreal, that's the one. Um, and some of them are foreign corporations, but we're going to bring them here in Philadelphia um, for our clients who have had interaction with these chemicals leading to the diseases I mentioned. Please give us a call, 215-227-2727. All right. All right. <clears throat> there will be more. As the case develops <clears throat> and as we uh, explore these claims, we will report back to you uh, from time to time. Remember, Dean actually calls you guys. He, he calls people. I do. Mm-hmm. I like calling people, actually, and because I like, you know, in, in some regards, what I do is to educate uh, my clients. Mm. And it's good to, you know, knowledge is power. Amen. Knowledge is power. All right, let's, um, we got a caller on the line, and let's take it. Uh, line one, Yolanda from Philly. Oh, Yolanda, welcome to Court Radio. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, Good thanks. morning. Good morning to you, dear. Good just calling. Um, I've had a situation since last year. Um, I had fostered um, for about four years. In the process, I started the pre-adoptive process on the baby I've had since she was about two months old. She's currently four years old. Last year, they placed a child in my home, which made my home dysfunctional, almost burned my house down to the ground. Per protocol, I have a 30-day process for removal. I put that in. They were refusing to remove her out my home. So four months later, I had told them, listen, I want to bring her down to um, drop her off at DHS because the baby's scared of her. I'm on pins and needles in my own home. And that was August 11th of last year. I had previously put a complaint into Carol um, on that worker. That that particular day, the worker showed up at my home unbeknownst to me. Um, they called the child line and put in a false statement that I pulled a gun out on her. Luckily for me, in the process of that, um, someone was able to give me a heads up. I was able to call a cop back to my home um, to just, you know, disprove that happened. 
Unfortunately, because she already made the call to the state, they came, they removed the baby out the home. Um, after I spoke with them initially, they told me, well, they have to come up with something viable for why they took the child basically out the home because they couldn't put down that uh, work a lot. And, 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 and um, I was able to get to the state to just to realize that they took the baby out the home um, to, uh, and I was awaiting pending an investigation, which did not exist. So the state intervened and rewarded the baby to me. The problem is, upon the return of my baby, I was told that, you know, we didn't want to give her back. Um, we we had to give her back. We're going to keep coming back and get her until, you know, we do and you'll never see her again. So a year to date, which is August 11th of this year, they came back several times. They came on a Sunday. They said um, they got a call. Um, they got a call that there was no utilities, which everything was working in the home. Um, two people came out, one from DHS and Turning Points for Children, and um, they told me they were going to close it out. They proceeded to come to my home for five days after that. On the fifth day, I happened to have um, a representative in my home from the state rep office. I excuse them. Long story short, um, one of the young ladies, <laughs> the lady that came, um, one of the investigators basically made me know, I felt like intimidated because she let me know, like, listen, I, I work, I may work for DHS, but I work for Turning Points to Children very closely with the two young ladies that, you know, had an issue with last year. Where it stands right now, um, uh, you do have, I am you, Yolanda, you do have a question, right? What is, I do, I do. Give, so my question at me. this point is, they did sign my daughter out of my care. I'm fighting <clears> for her. Um, the The problem is um, the workers, they went on the stand. They, they basically lied about everything, and I can, I guess, prove that. Um, I didn't get a chance to really be represented in there, so I've— I got rid of my attorney. I am doing pro se. I'm currently in um, Superior Court. But I just want to know what my recourses are as far as, because um, I thought if someone purged underneath the stand, like they're professionals, a social worker, what would be my recourse as far as? Um, okay. I got you. I got you, Yolanda. Yeah. As a fa matter of fact, Yolanda, that, that's a question that came up uh, with, uh, some, with a client of mine recently. He had uh, his wife lied about some marital issues, um, he, you know, she claimed that he had beaten her, um, which he denied, and it was shown uh, that her testimony was not credible, and he won the case. He then says, well, can I sue her? And the answer is uh, not really. Um, testimony in court is protected testimony, but if the district attorney's office if, sees that, you know, can show that the person lied on the stand, that the person committed perjury, then the district attorney can bring charges for perjury. That's up to the state to do that. Um, there's very little recourse you have other than win your case. Um, and, and, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they lied. It means that their testimony was not as credible as your testimony, uh, that they didn't meet their burden. They didn't show beyond a reasonable doubt whatever it was that they wanted to show. It doesn't necessarily demonstrate that they lied. However, if they lied and if it's shown that they lied, then that's up to the district attorney's office to bring a perjury claim 
uh, or charge against the individual. If they made a false police report, the police can bring a charge against them for making false police reports. We've seen that happen um, with uh, people, you know, in the news, like that that guy in uh, Chicago who made a false police report. Uh, what was his name? Um, oh. he, he said he was attacked because he was gay and um, and it was a racial thing and it turned out to be a, the whole thing he said oh, it up. Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Oh, oh the yes. act. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yes, you can be charged for making false police reports or for perjury, mm. but that's not a charge you bring, uh, Yolanda. That's a charge that the state brings. Right. Yolanda, um, I wish you the best of luck with your endeavors, uh, pro se. Thanks for calling Court Radio. Have a great Saturday. Um, and if you have any further questions or comments, you can always email me at dean at myphillylawyer.com. Only because there are other things we have to talk about today. Pray tell, what may they be? Well, sitting right next to you, in between, sandwiched between us, with the hat off now, because he was obviously too hot, there is <laughs> Kamari Ellis. Good morning from from Philly Tax Team. Ah, uh, the tax man cometh. Yes. Good Thank morning, Kamari. How are you doing? Just great. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. I see you're shining. I am. I try to shine. <laughs> He's got a special kind of gravelly voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Were man. you born that way? Very distinct. Very distinct. No, I wasn't born that way. Is it a problem, a disease? Or... Yeah, if you're familiar with the story of Louis Armstrong, he got sick, and then all of a sudden his voice changed. Uh-huh. Same thing kind of happened to me. I got strep throat like three or four times in one year. Yep. And then from that, I had to have several surgeries, and then one of my surgeries, the uh, vocal cord was paralyzed. Uh... So it, beca- it became a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a unique voice. Yep, it's and a distinctive so that's, voice. Yeah, yeah, very distinctive. I like it. Thanks, Actually, sir. you know, it works for you. <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Gotta make a way. <laughs> All right. So, Kamari, you're working for Philly Tax Team. Who is Philly Tax Team? Philly Tax Team is me. I'm the founder, and I have several people that work with me, other CPAs and accountants, to help people get their tax situations correct. Where did you go to school? So, I went to community college and then transferred over to Temple. I always like to bring up community because I was just an average, everyday kid, didn't have direction, went to community, figured out what to do, and then went to Temple. See that? There you go. I, and I, too, was just an average, everyday kid who ended up at Temple, too. Here, here. Um, I, too. I yes. Was, Temple, T-U-M-F. Yes. Uh, when did you graduate? I graduated Temple in technically 2005. All right. And did you always want to do taxes? I mean, it's kind of a dry topic. Mm. Very dry. Mm. But guess what? <laughs> guess not what? this time of the year. It ain't dry. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, my daddy was a tax accountant. Oh, and so uh, it's a family as, business. Yeah, I started working with him when I was a kid. I was a last key kid. He said, "Well, come on here, come to my office, and then I'm gonna go to his <laughs> office and wreck havoc, shoot rubber bands all over the place." And he said, uh, "You want to have to learn to do something." So he made me start learning how to do taxes and bookkeeping and reconciling records. How um, do you deal with people like taxes and and you know people and taxes immediately? cause fear yeah you know it because you figure if you got taxes due then somebody's coming to take money out of your pocket and you avoid it at all costs now are you able to break through that and like convince people that they really should file their taxes that not filing is not the, the answer yeah i i do i don't always win but i have a, a high percentage rate 
because what I tell people is if you go down a route of not following your taxes, you wind up having back tax issues. And that's not fun at all. It costs more money, right? Delaying anything always costs more money. So I always say, meet it head on, attack it aggressively. The IRS is not the enemy like everybody makes it out to be. They have a set rules and protocols that they have to follow. Back in the day, they used to have some issues, but now it's a lot better. So, you know, now you can get through things. We just went through COVID, so that was a little hard. But now Biden just gave them $80 billion, so 80,000 new reps are coming on. And it was needed because I would sit on hold for over four year, four hours, let's say four years, four hours. It, it felt, felt like, it four, felt years. like four, yeah. years. four years. Yeah, it did. It really did. But, you know, as long as you do everything right and everything starts with filing your taxes on time, if you do owe any back tax money, get on a payment program and just pay your stuff and stay above board. You know, are you seeing a lot of people who are gig workers who are making their money on Uber and and DoorDash and things Grubhub like that? And, everything. and and do they have to pay taxes on that money? They absolutely have to pay taxes. All do money. they know it? Some of them don't know it. Mm. And then when we talk about some of our crypto people, they don't. They want to skirt the law all the way around. But no, the, uh, gig workers have to pay taxes. Um, Uber, Lyft, and, and they, do they get taxes taken out of their their check, or do they, or do they have to report and pay their yeah. own taxes? They have to report and pay their own taxes, so they're not employees; they are independent contractors. And so, and so, many times that is something that gets them all caught up. And one of the best things to do when you are a gig worker is get into the habit of get into the habit of saving your money, create a separate account. And put the money aside and pay it systematically. Right. That, I mean, and I think that's the key here is that it, it, advanced planning saves the day because if you're putting a little piece of your check aside um, every week that you get paid and put it into a separate account, then having my meeting with Kamari at the end of the year, or, you know, in April, isn't as devastating as it is if I spend every penny I make. That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> so, folks, what you got to do is you got to set up a tax account where you take a piece of your – and it probably isn't – depending on how much you make, it probably isn't all that much that you have to put aside. But it becomes more as you layer week after week after week of, on, on your obligations. And yeah. I believe not only that, as a gig worker, you got to make sure that you keep your receipts as far as any you know repairs that you did on your car – uh, all the gas that you you done, you know what I mean? So you can, I don't know what the write-off rules as far as gig workers are, but I know receipts are important. I've been hearing that for years. Uh, people keep little well, now, envelopes. Well, nowadays they have these apps uh, on your phone. Would that, make it easier to keep track of it? Yeah, you can keep track of everything on there. <clears throat> can we clear up some misinformation? Is the IRS an office unto itself, or is it part of oh, the Treasury Department? Oh, God. So I've been getting that. I've been getting that question a lot. I know you have. I've been seeing people say the IRS is not an official government agency. So what's the truth? So the truth is the IRS is the department underneath the Department of Treasury. There you department go. Department under. 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 The Treasury oversees. Gotcha. All it's, still, it's still a government, a government agency. agency. Yes. That's right. You know, I, I mean, you know, there was people who actually – wasn't there a thing going around where you, you, people – there were – I think there was an actor who said – I don't have to pay taxes. It's you know I, I'm I'm a Mr. Republic. Blade, Mr. Blitz, Wesley Snipes. Oh yeah. Yes. How, long, how long did he go to jail? 
too long. Yeah. Because it was so stupid. It was stupid. It was, yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing was is at the last day he brought a check to, to pay everything off. But he said, no, 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 it was too late. Yeah. He should have just did it up front. He made a boatload of money, and he had a bunch of advisors. There's a whole group of people who don't believe in paying taxes. I say black people have a high record of going to jail and getting unfairly treated. Let's not go down that path. Hey, listen, taxes got Al Capone. Yes. What is it about taxes, man? Just taxes. Well, we all have to be accountants. For, I'm, I'm one of those folks. I'm like, listen, it's just too much sometimes. It's overwhelming. You got to money here, pay this bill, that bill, tax. I'm like the regular average guy that doesn't want to say it, but it's true. Most of us are intimidated by all the accounting we all have to do. We all have to be administrators now ourselves. Or we got to hire somebody to do everything. And that costs money sometimes. It does. It does. But it's not as complicated as many believe. Okay. But listen, you said why, right? It's the Al Capone took down many other drug cases and most criminal activities a lot of times get caught up with taxes, right? Because nobody thinks you're supposed to file taxes if you're a drug dealer. But Even drug dealers have to file a tax return. That's a fact. That is a fact. Right. So I would just say um, the reason why this so is because money makes the world go round. And the, what was that? Money oh. makes the world go round. Uh. Tax, the U.S. government needs money to pay for everything else, for the roads and hospitals and doctors and the stimulus payments that they gave to everybody during the pandemic. They needed tax dollars to do that. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to get to some other questions. 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal in Philly. Give us a call if you've got a legal issue, if you've got a tax issue, if you need to talk to Kamari. We're here today to talk taxes. Let's Share the line, Eric, with Mel from Philly on line three. Mel. Oh, Mel. Hello. Hi, Mel. How are you? How are you? Well, thank you, Mel. I have a question. Um, I I was in a uh, I was hit by a car about four years ago, and Sorry to I hear finally that. I I finally got you know recovered and everything, and I finally got a settlement. I did not receive the settlement. I signed the papers for the settlement in September, and for some reason, things just started happening, like my check got lost, or uh, it just never, I never received it, and yeah, I don't know, that's do I have problem. any recourse? Well, of course you have recourse. All? Of course you do. Um, first of all, <clears throat> you march yourself down to, I presume you were represented by a lawyer, you march yourself down to your lawyer's office. And you find out where the check is. And if it got lost, they can stop payment and they can reissue you a check right there at the lawyer's office. Um, If there's now a lot of people, not a lot, there are people who have settlements and then they don't get paid because there's a lien against their uh, settlement money. There's. Um, claims for medical expenses that have to get resolved. Um, there's a, a child support lien. There's a, a tax lien. There's, there's reasons that come up at the last moment before you get paid that could s- prevent you from getting paid promptly. However, you should know that. If there is such a reason, it should be explained to you explicitly, and you should be given a time frame by wi- under which the attorney figures that he can have it all resolved. Um, but again, you don't know the answer, and that's what's disturbing, and you need to know the answer, and the lawyer has an obligation to explain it to you. If the lawyer does not explain it to you satisfactorily, you can always call the Pennsylvania Disciplinary Board mm. and make a claim 
uh, to them, and they will undertake an investigation and find out exactly what's going on. Because sometimes, not a lot, I'm not making this, you know, I'm not going to make a, a, a some overarching statement against attorneys, but occasionally an attorney does bad things and takes clients' money and comes up with excuse after excuse after excuse as to why they're not getting paid, the disciplinary board will get to the bottom of that. But again, I would first say walk down to the office, have a meeting with the attorney, get an explanation. If you're not satisfied with that explanation, then you can take it to the next step. Mel, good luck with good luck, collecting Mel. that, and um, and by all means, if you get to the bottom of it, give us a call back and let us know how it worked out. Thank you. You have a good day. You Thank too. you. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. Folks, we've got Kamari in the house. We're talking about taxes. If you got a tax issue or question, you can get it answered right here for free. We'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal answers. Here's more court radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. We are joined in the studio with Kamari Ellis. Kamari is the founder of Philly Tax Team. Yes, sir. Um, Kamari, how do folks get in touch with you if they need help filling out their forms? 
Uh, you can always give me a call at 484-482-0823. Again, 484-482-0823. Or you can find my, my website, which is phillytaxteam.com. And you can always email me, which is kamari, C-A-M-A-R-I, at phillytaxteam.com. You came up with that uh, brand there? Actually, I did. Well, I, you know, from one brander to another, I show respect. The Philly guy, the Philly yeah. lawyer, the Philly tax team. That I means a lot. Philly yeah. 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 Good job, Kamari. So um, we got calls that they had questions for you. But before I get some callers on, I just, let's throw some uh, letters out there. W2, yeah. W4, W9, I9, I9, Yeah, what is all of that stuff? Well, there's still 96 in there, too. Uh, well, do you do isn't what a, you do? Is that a union? Ten ninety six. Eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. We're digressing. Yes, yes. Where do we start? Where do we start? W two. So W two is an informational return that the employer of anybody that works there submits to the IRS to report their wages. That's the W two. That is the W two. We all do that. Then there's the W four, which is which is the form employees fill out and submit to their employers which tells them how much money to take out of their checks. And before we get into, into that, W-4s, how should people fill that out mm-hmm. to make sure that they're not paying taxes because they overfill their exemptions? I'm not following the question, Eric. No, not like, they claim taxes. too many people. They claim too many people. I don't want to promote fraud on this show. Um, I don't want to get anybody in Never trouble. here, but you got but a good lawyer if it I, happens. But I'll, I'll say this. So the W-4 should be filled out according to your situation. So if you are married, you want to put on there married. If you're single, you want to put on there single. Then you want to put how many exemptions, which are dependents, basically usually how many children you're responsible for. And I say responsible because it doesn't always come down to who you gave birth to. Right? So if you have two children, you can do, and you're single, you can do single with two. Um, and then that will put down the amount of taxes that they take out of your check, every paycheck. And usually at the end of the year, you'll come out breaking even, maybe owing a little bit, maybe getting a little bit of a refund. Married couples. Jointly, separately. Well, jointly and separately is for when you file the taxes at the end of the year. But filling out the W-4 is a totally different thing. When you fill out the W-4, and I know it gets confusing a little bit. That's why you're here. Yes. Thank you. But when you fill out the W-4, you want to put down if you're married. And if you have two children, you can put down two children. Now, again, at the end of the year, you will break even maybe because there's some other factors that go into filling like a tax return at the end of the year. But it could also be predicated on some other things, right, in terms of getting a refund at the end of the year. But it, it depends. Now, if you want to make sure you're married, you want to make sure you don't owe any money, file single, don't claim any exemptions. So if you claim less exemptions than you actually have, right. they're going to take more money out of your paycheck. Right. And then you will have a tax refund at the end of the year. However, bear in mind, folks, that you're giving the government your money and they're not paying you interest on it. All year long. All year long. So, yes, you will insulate yourself from ever having to pay taxes at the end of the year. And you will get a refund, but that that money that they give you back, if they give you back $3,000, you feel like, wow, I got 3000 bucks. But if you had put that money in the bank for the year, you would have earned interest on the 3000 bucks. So, you know, six of one, half dozen of another. Question is, 
do you have the responsibility to put the money away mm-hmm. if you owe it? And if you do, then it's always better to put it away because that way you're earning interest on your money. And now interest isn't point, you know, five, it might be two or three percent. Right. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people use a tax refund as a forced savings account. As a forced savings account. All right, we got some callers for you, Kamari. Let's talk to Vincent on line one. Welcome to Court Radio, Vincent. Hello. Hey, Vincent. Welcome Hi, Vincent. to Court Radio, sir. How you doing? Good. You got a question for Kamari. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. So I've been, um, I haven't seen a tax return in, in, in a long time. I'm, I'm over, you know, 50. You mean, you mean you haven't seen a refund in a long time? A refund. Yeah. A refund. Uh, and and I, I understand in the beginning it was child support. And once I paid child support up, um, it's just like, I've still been owing the IRS, like, every year I've been owing them and owing them and owing them, and I'm trying to figure out, is it an end to how much I'm going to owe them, or, or am I going to owe them for the rest of my life? So you want to know why you're not getting a refund, and how do you find out what you owe, what your balance is, and when you'll get out from under that debt? Correct. How does he, like, you know, how do you communicate with the IRS to find out, hey, you've got a balance of X amount of dollars that goes all the way back to this year, you know, so that you can begin to clean that up? Absolutely. So, Vincent, uh, first thing I would start is you're talking about child support. I would check and see if you are in arrears. Many times people are in arrears and they don't even realize it. The second thing I would do is everybody can pull their IRS records at any time during the day, right? You can just go to irs.gov and look at your tax account, and you can see if you owe any money. So what you have to do is when you go to iris.gov, open your tax account, and look at your account transcripts. And on there, it will tell you if you owe any back taxes on there for any given years. The other thing I would suggest you do at your employer, take a look at your W-4 and make sure you're not claiming too many exemptions so when it gets at the end of the year that you wind up owing money to the IRS. Okay. Vincent, okay. the import, the most important thing Kamari just said is to, to get familiar with the IRS website and to open up your IRS account so that you can have access to all the years past. And you can, you can get your tax. It's called a tax transcript. And you will get your just, you know, you'll get your transcript of all the prior filings and all the monies you owe. And it's not that difficult to do. Even an old guy okay. like me can do it. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, guys. See you, Vince. Good luck to you. I'm literally doing it right now. You're right. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, I, I tell people all the time, actually, you know, everybody talks about credit and doing a credit check. I say, you know, doing a credit check before you get married. I say pull tax transcripts before you get married. Whoa. Because you want to see, <laughs> see what's really going on there. Yeah. What there are you, go. Kevin Samuel? <laughs> Line three, Eric. We got Norman for Kamari. Oh, Norman, welcome to Court Radio. Hey, hey, hey. How you feel there? All good, brother. All right, all right. Glad to be on the show. Glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh Uh-huh. What's your question? Okay, my question is, um, before I give you my question, I just want you to know I listen to Court Radio as much as I can. I'd love to meet you, Dean. I've already met some of your co-hosts. So uh, just want to give you props. All right. Norm, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. 
You know, I, I come up here every Saturday morning, and I I feel like um, uh, I'm doing uh, a good deed by bringing knowledge to the people in Philadelphia because a lot of times, you know, you don't have the time or the money maybe to go sit down in a lawyer's office, and this is a place where people can get some answers. So I appreciate that, Norman. Hey, look, I appreciate you. Right. You don't know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you got for Kamari? Uh, Kamari. Uh, yes, sir. My, we're going to file for taxes. We're going to file our taxes this year, but we haven't filed in three years. Uh, this will be the third year. So I wanted to know, do they penalize you after two years or three years? So, like all things, it depends. Um, it depends on if you owe them money or if they owe you money. So if you owe the IRS money, yes, there more than likely is a penalty and some interest that's going to be involved. And if they owe you money, they'll pay you some interest, but you won't owe them, excuse me, any interest. Okay. Uh, 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 I know I'm, I'm throwing another question in there. All right. I got um, solar and I suppose to get a, a tax credit. Uh, what is it? Rebate. Yeah. Yes. So that was like uh, two years ago. So will I still get my rebate? Potentially, yes. So if you actually owe, you have three years to go back on your tax returns and file your taxes. So three years from now um, to get a refund if you are indeed do a refund. But that, that's why it's so important to stay current on your taxes because sometimes you miss out on money when you don't file them. So a lot of people that missed out on PPP money and stimulus money missed out on because they didn't file their taxes. So make sure you file your taxes now so you don't miss out on that solar credit that you might be due. Got you, got you. All right. And look, well, my wife was sick. You understand? She was in the hospital for like uh, seven months. Well, Norman, that's a that's a good that's a good point, right? So just in case, if you do indeed owe money. That is something you should bring up to the IRS because that could help reduce any penalties and interest you may have. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. Norman, all thanks right. for listening to Court Radio. Will, have a great hey, man, Saturday, time, brother. All the time. All right. You too. Peace. Peace out. You know, I, I, I want to bring a point up, though. Um, I file an extension usually because mm. my taxes – I, I usually don't have enough time by April the 15th to get all the paperwork together. But that extension does not extend my obligation to pay. Right. So if I owe taxes, I got to send them a check by April 15th. There's no extension mm. beyond April 15th That's important for know. the tax money. You can file the paperwork late and you don't get penalized. But you must file, you must at least give them what you believe you owe them by April 15th. Interesting. Right. It, the, the extension is an extension to file, not an extension to pay. Now, normally, if you're able to pay within 90 days, um, you won't get any penalty or interest from, from the filing time from April 15th, which is April 18th this year. But Dean is correct. You want to absolutely be ready to send a payment if you have to file an extension. Right. Kamar, real quick. Um, if you're going back to Vincent, okay, if you're married and let's say they're, um, you got a student loan or it's defaulted or the child support and they're taking money and you're married, explain to the people filing injured spouse. Oh, 
Eckler's been doing his research. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a this sponge, is a, this man. is my the the prime student of my. I have a law school, and <laughs> he's the Eric, guy that brings the Eric, apple. Eric is the guy who brings the apple. Yeah. Eric, that is a great uh, question because a lot of people actually run into that problem and they don't know there's relief. So if a husband and wife or a spouse together file and their refund is taken because one of the spouses have child support issues or other back tax issues, potentially, potentially, they can get some relief if they filed injured injured spouse um, form and relief with their taxes. So that that's instead of filing separately because right. uh, you could file separately as husband and wife and then only the spouse who actually owes the money would be penalized. The spouse who doesn't wouldn't. But, of course, that doesn't have the same economic advantages right. as filing as a husband and wife. Right. And there, there's various times where you should file separate. That That's one right. So if you know in advance, because Eric's, I, I took it as being a past tense thing. If you know in advance your mm-hmm. husband or wife has uh, child support issues that they're behind on, if they have student loan debt issues that they're behind on, they probably should explore filing separately, potentially. Yes. Okay. Um, it also could help separate some of your back tax issues as well. So you definitely want to look at that. And these are the reasons why, folks, you need somebody like Kamari Ellis on your side. And, and I'm, I mean that ser- mm-hmm. sincerely. You, you have to have a tax expert, even an ordinary kind of worker, because at the end of the day, if your accountant's a good accountant, you're going to save money. You're going to save money. Even if you end up paying, you're going to pay less if you, you know, or you're going to get money back that you didn't realize you were entitled to because the tax code is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It is, it is volume after volume after volume and no normal human being should have to ever deal with that crap in their life. You hand it off to Kamari. He takes care of it. Because no normal human I got that. I'm a tax nerd, though. I'm a nerd overall, so I'm totally fine with that. All right, see? And he's willing, able, and ready to take on your tax dilemmas. All right, let's talk to Debbie. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie wants Kamari to hear something. Hey, Debbie, welcome to Court Radio. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Tactic. Hi, Manuel. Hi, hey, hey. Was that Sarah who answered the phone? I forgot. Yes, to say hi. yes, it was Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. hi. Sarah's I waving. She's waving at you. All right, Debbie. Debbie's yeah. thanked everybody so hey. far, and we love you. So go ahead and ask your question to Kamari. Did you hear what I said, Dean? Yes. I, w- I met all y'all at Sisterhood. I remember. remember? Yes. Uh, okay, okay. Absolutely. My Go for it. I, when you on Social Security disability or just plain Social Security income, why does there always be a question of whether you want taxes taken out on that? Like I, like me and my husband, we filed joint, even though I'm just getting Social Security disability, which I just turned 62, so it turned from disability to Social Security. Is there a benefit to either taking it out? Well, you're going to. You're going to owe money. If you're on Social Security disability and you have earnings, those earnings go to de- decreasing your disability income. And, and I'm not earning anything. <laughs> you're not earning anything. Hmm. What about no, your husband? No. How about your husband? No. Well, if you don't have any earnings, then you don't have to have any. Then what is, then I'm not sure. Well, I they understand. always ask, do I want uh, 
taxes taken out on my disability, on my Social Security, and I never understood uh, that. So I at- never understood that. So they ask that question because oftentimes many of our seniors actually have other earnings, whether it's a job, whether it's a pension, whether it's rental income, and all forms of income are taxable. So Social Security disability is a different thing. It's a wholly different monster, but now it's regular Social Security. Regular Social Security is potentially taxable if you're over certain thresholds or over certain limits. Oh, I don't have that problem. Right. So as long as you continue to not be an earner, then you never should have them take taxes out of your Social Security. Got it. You might not even have an obligation to file, depending on your situation. Mm -hmm. Right. That's another thing I hear. Uh, You don't need to file or whatever. Some of them say yay, some say no. All right. Well, so it's like I I want to touch on that real quick, Debbie. It depends because I get that question a lot. Just because you're on Social Security does not mean you do not have to file taxes. Under what circumstances, Kamari, do you have to file if you're on Social Security? If you get a pension, if you work another job, if you have, let's say, rental income, or maybe you did really good in the stock market and invested and you have dividend income, or you have a lot of money in the bank and you have a lot of interest income, if you have other forms of income or money that comes into your household, you might have to file. How about if you're a card shark? And you're making a killing at the casinos. Yes, you should file. You have to file. You can actually be a business owner and be a card shark or a professional gambler. Yes, I know. Why do you ask that, I I wonder? I keep trying to tell tell my wife that's my second (laughs) job. (laughs) You're an earner. (laughs) Well, do you report the losses? (laughs) Of course I report. But you can only report the losses against your winnings. Ah, So if you have, if you have, unless you're a professional, unless you're a professional, I am always a professional. <laughs> <laughs> What's your game of choice, Dean? Folks, uh, Blackjack. We yeah. will be back in two minutes with your questions. 215-227-2727. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. 
I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal Answers. Here's more Court Radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, the host of Court Radio, joined in the studio with my friends, Manny Manuel and Eric Tactics Jackson. It's a good conversation today. It is. And we're joined with a special guest, Kamari Ellis from Philly Tax Team. Kamari, uh, you've given some great information out today, and I know there are going to be folks who want to get in touch with you after the show. What's the best number to reach you? Best number to reach is 484-482-0823. Again, 484-482-0823. Or you can email me at kamari at phillytaxteam.com. And Kamari is spelled C-A-M-A-R-I at Philly Tax Team. Not to put you on the spot, but if someone calls you having heard you on this show, do they get any type of, uh, I don't know. Sure, I'll give them a 25% discount. Ah, nice. 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 Applause, applause, applause. 25% discount for Court Radio listeners. Just mention Court Radio to Kamari, and you're in like Flint. Absolutely. All right, we got other callers. Uh, let's take line one, Tracy for Kamari. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to Court Radio. Tracy. Uh, good, good morning. How are you? Good. good. What's up? I'm calling because I filed my 2021 taxes, and on the taxes it asked me, did I receive all three stimulus, stimuli, however. They yes. asked me I didn't receive all three. So I did receive the first and the third, but not the second. So I checked that I did not for the second. Um, so I ended up owing them, once I did my taxes, about $1,100. But then I received a letter saying that um, I did receive it, and so I owed the IRS like $5,000. But when I went, on, I know I didn't receive it, and I know when I went on my tax transcript that it still says not it. You can see that I received the first and I received the third, but not the second, and I qualified for the second. Um, so I'm just not sure. And I call. I call a million times, and it just rings and rings and rings and rings and rings. And I also tried to uh, make an appointment to go to one of the offices, but it's like what that issue is doesn't appear to be a reason that you can come to the office. So, Tracy, you've already did most of the work, though. Um, what I would recommend you do, you have your tax transcripts. They're outlining when you got paid or when you did not get paid. I would make a copy of those, and I would write a letter explaining just that and mail it to the address of which you got the tax, that you got the IRS notice from. And isn't there a tax advocate? There is a tax advocate. That That's sort of like an office within the IRS that petitions on behalf of people like Tracy? Yeah, they're the watchdog. But I don't think Tracy's at the point where a tax advocate would come and play just yet because you have to kind of go through the process of working with the taxpayer advocate and the IRS has not been responsive or hasn't been following the law or anything like that. I would write the letter and 
I would write the letter and send that off to the IRS now. But make sure you document it. Also, send the anytime you send any letter or mails to the government, mail it certified. Hmm. Mail it to the. I couldn't hear you. M- mail it to the office that sent you the notice, okay. and make sure it is certified with a return receipt number and card, so they have to sign for it. So you have proof of delivery. Amen. Yes. Tracy, thanks for calling Court Radio, dear. Have a great Saturday. You too. Thank you. You know, um, I, I just got an email from a listener who said, uh, had questions about a home office. That's a very popular thing right now because of the pandemic. Everybody was pushed out to their house. Now you're not working at home because you want to, but you're working at home because you had to. And can they get a tax benefit from that? It depends, right? Everything depends. Everything depends. Um, is it, are they working for an, an employer or are they self-employed? Yes, working for an employer. So sadly, your former president and the former Congress outlawed taking off home office deductions for people that work for employees. However, if you have a business, if you have a side hustle, you can write off your exclusive home office uh, on your taxes. Exclusive is the important word there, folks. You must not use it for any other reason other than your employment. Um, another question from a caller uh, on your pay stub. Who determines um, all of the deductions that your employer takes or the state takes? So the state and the federal government all determine those things. If you have extra things like 401K or insurance or some kind of travel club or something that's taken out, you determine that. Um, so it's it's the answer to the question some of it's the employer, some of it's the employee. If it's voluntary, it's something that you can stop. If it's uh, involuntary, i.e. a taxing agency like Berkheimer for the townships, um, Berkheimer takes their 1% and gives it to the township you live in. Uh, you get a credit for that if you work in a different uh, community. Like if you work in Philly, but you live in Norristown, you're paying Norristown a point on your earnings, maybe more. Uh, but the four points that you would have paid to Philadelphia, you get a credit for that. Correct. So you're not double taxed. Um, and that's the important thing. But all of these questions can be answered by Kamari and his team. Um, one more time, your telephone number, Kamari. You can find me at the Philly Tax Team and my phillytaxteam.com. And my phone number is 484-482-0823. You know, I just got a text message from my wife who apologizes for her behavior this morning. Oh. Me. Uh, oh, man. I had to get her up, you know, because uh, Saturday mornings my son goes to play basketball. And it's like all the way on the other side of the world. And so she's the transportation manager for that. And sometimes, you know, she's a little grumpy when we wake up in the morning. But... Wow. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Yeah. That's that's why I love that woman. All right. Anyway, uh, Kamari, it was a pleasure to have you on. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Did you like it? Did you like I, radio? I love it. I love radio. <laughs> yeah. This guy right here. <laughs> yeah. So this felt like coming back home. And he's got that great, you know, raspy radio voice. So it works for us. Thank you. Um, all right, sir. Well, it was always a, it's a pleasure, and I, I'd like to see you next year, same time, same place. All righty. Uh, folks, if you have any questions for me, you can always email me at dean at myphillylawyer.com.
com. Simple as can be. And if you're one of the folks who have been harmed by these manufacturers of hair straightener, you call me as the second I'm off the air and my team will take your calls. 215-227-2727. And if it's not you but you know somebody, pass the word. Please do. See you next week. Same time, same place. 